Welcome back to episode 118 of the Woman of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. Welcome to the Woman of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. This is Judy Stevens, producer. And um, it's it's almost Costoberfest time, and this year we're really excited, along with Costoberfest, to be releasing the second series of Cosplay Variants. And I have one of the cosplayers with us today. Welcome, everyone. Lauren from Castle Corsetry. Hey, Judy. How's it going today? So your hair looks amazing. Well, thanks. So does yours. Oh, we, we're making a magical rainbow here, we which so much your hair. listeners can totally not see right now, That's which right is her. unfortunate for you. Your hair is, like, blue and, like, violet. You have some purple in there. There's some blue. There's some purples you know it 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 varies depending on the 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 color yours was different color last week i i try to switch it up every time okay and now it's just washing it out that's how hair color works anyways when i was (laughs) listening at home as we went on a tangent about hair color um really excited because uh a lot of this year's uh cosplayers for the variants actually made their costumes and you're one of them. I sort of reached out to you guys, and I was like, we're doing, uh, we've released the, the the cosplay video series, which is currently on uh, Marvel's YouTube right now, um, and you're featured also in that. And so then I was like, oh, you're making a cover, you're making a cosplay, and I, like, want it. And so I was like, hey, you want to be on a cover? And you were like, yes. Of course. Of course. Why would I not? Why, why would I say no to I don't that, know. that opportunity? That would be silly. I don't know. Me. Sometimes it's, like, weird to be like, can you make this costume for me and make it in, like, a month? Because you turn that around really fast. Well, yeah, uh, I do professional costume design on a daily basis, so it's it's not it's not that out of the realm of of plausibility for me to whip something up in a couple of days. It is pretty amazing, like seeing how much work you do produce. I mean, um, you make so you're sort of known for corsets, but you you make tons of other types of costumes. You have your own like like studio where you make everything. I mean, having like. The, t- the work table to, like, lay out the fabric is, like, I'm jelly. Yeah, I got, um, when I moved into my studio uh, at Vanaheim Studios, uh, Castle Course Tree, I uh, totally had them build me, the c- carpenters in the building build me this awesome, like, six-foot-by-eight-foot cutting table. And it's actually, I don't know if you saw this when you were there, but it's got, like, two layers of cork on the table, built into the table. So you can, uh, so you can pin, pin directly ah! to the table. It's the sexiest thing a costumer has ever had. It's awesome. Wow. That's Super really sexy cool. table. And you have so many sewing machines. Um, I mean, it's it's sort of amazing. Like, I'm sort of going off tangent, but like, you know, why did you, like, you wanted to make your own business. That's so, that's such a respectable thing. Why did you decide that you wanted to do this for a living? Um, well, I, I, my mom taught me to sew when I was six. So I've been, I've been sewing pretty much my whole life. Um, and I knew I wanted to go to fashion school. Um, and I, I was always more interested in costume design side of things rather than the fashion design side of things. Cause modern fashion design is kind of boring and like, I don't want to do like dresses and blouses and jeans and stuff. And that's, there's no fun in that. So really the only thing in modern fashion that's any any fun is like evening wear and bridal and everybody wants to do that but I'm I've always been a nerd and I've like wanted to go to Ren Faire and do all that other stuff so I took a corset making class uh, when I graduated from fashion school and um, I got hired by the woman teaching the class because I was the fastest person in the class and she was like come do production sewing for me with my corsets <laughs> so I just started making corsets full-time and then uh, when her company had to move back to Canada I just kept doing it Wow. So that's kind of what started it. Oh, and like when I was making all these corsets, of course, they were like Ren Faire style corsets or um, like waist trainers and a little bit more like 
fancy lady kind of stuff. But I was like, I've got this this cool print fabric from uh, Joanne's. It was like an old like Star Wars print. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to make this into a corset for myself. And I wore it to San Diego Comic-Con and the rest is kind of history. That's pretty amazing. I mean, sewing corsets in it itself is actually really like time. You you would think that like it's not that much of a outfit, but like sewing all the boning into it, and there's so many different types of corsets, and obviously you fit them to each person. Mm-hmm. Who can... every one we make is made to order, so every client sends me measurements, and then I uh, fit them into whatever size I think will work best for them. Because a lot of people don't know how to size for corsets, so they don't. Most of the time, don't come to me knowing what size they need, so I usually decide for them. That's good. I don't actually know what size corset I would be either. Okay. Well, I bet I could decide for you. Well, then. And I'm sure you would love it. <laughs> maybe maybe in the future we can do a Captain Marvel-themed corset. Uh, that would be awesome. I would love to do that. I'm just not sure how long I could wear it. They seem very... Um, Good corsets that are made for you are actually not uncomfortable. Like, it's the cheapo corsets that are actually the ones that can be really uncomfortable because they're not made to fit your body. So a lot of times they poke in weird places or, like, the boning and the materials are really low quality. So, like, while while I it would it's kind of selfish for me to be like, buy an, my expensive stuff. On the flip side of that, if you buy the cheap stuff, yes, you can get, like, four of the cheap ones for the price of one of mine. But mine will last 10 years and theirs will only last, like, two months. So, I mean... It's an investment kind of thing. Yeah. And so whenever you're shopping for corsets or quality costumes and things, you got to look at that price tag and realize that you get what you pay for. Um, so that's something that I'm always talking to my customers about because they're like, why is that so expensive? It's like, well, because I make the pattern custom to fit your exact measurements. I go out and source the fabric from the fashion district in Los Angeles and – like put a lot of love and, and care into each and every piece that I make, which you're not going to get from just ordering like yeah a crappy corset on eBay from. So I feel like that's so important. That's sort of a, a theme within the cosplay and costuming community. I mean, a lot of people make their own costumes and teach themselves, but a lot of people sort of commission. And I think it's so important to understand that not only are you paying for the materials of the costume and like if it's nice, if it's leather or like specific high end materials like velvet, you're also paying for the person's time. Yeah. And the skills that you've learned in the period of time that you've been doing, you know, if you, like, break down... I mean, yeah, maybe someone uh, someone of of, um, of some skill can turn around a costume in two hours, but you're not only just paying for those two hours of time or plus whatever it took for them to buy the materials and all that stuff. You're thinking about also... Um, you know, the skill that's gone and the, the money and effort that you've done in your time, obviously, school, and yeah. all these classes. Also, like, now I'm playing for studio space and stuff, too. So there's rent. There's uh, – I have one full-time assistant and all my machinery gets serviced all the time. So, I mean, it's just expensive running the business the way you do. So, yeah, somebody working from home might be able to charge a little bit less than me. But if you are coming to me, then you're going to get the the years of experience and the skills that I've acquired. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously those at home who are, um, you know, interested in buying uh, or commissioning something, think about that when, you know, when you first see a price point come back. You know, obviously you can sometimes you can sometimes work with the commissioner um, to be like, uh, maybe, you know, maybe I don't want to buy Maybe I don't want leather. You know, maybe I want pleather or something like that, which will bring the cost down. But never sort of never sort of write off the time that it took for someone to learn how to do what it is, because sewing is hard. Well, a lot of people also will be like, well, I know that that fabric is only like, it's only going to cost like $100 in fabric, so why are you charging $600 for the costume? And it's like, well, that's because I'm going to spend like a week of my time working on this costume for you. And they're like, 
yeah, but my friend can sew. I was like, okay, well, then get your friend to make it. Have fun yeah. with that. Well, I think it's in the with the ebb and flow of of, the, of of social media. It's sort of amazing now that there are so many more people cosplaying, mm-hmm. and I think what's really great is that there's so many more people who are like okay with not having to make their own costume. Yeah, I've noticed uh, the last like two years really. I've noticed a lot less of the people getting like mad at me for my pricing and stuff. Like a couple years ago, there would definitely be times like, oh, I'm not paying that, and I was like, okay, well. You're not going to get the skills that I will bring to the table on your commission, but that's fine if you want to find it somewhere else. It's not going to be as good as mine. No offense, but it won't be. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's that kind of thing. But because cosplays become the thing that it is, a lot of people recognize, like, uh, there's a lot more awareness, I guess, in the community about, like, what goes into making some of these crazy costumes and some of the in- intense uh skill that is required to make some of these things especially like um in the cosplay community specifically spandex is a really really difficult thing (laughs) to work with for most people because even like for me at uh, fashion school they don't teach you anything about stretch or knits or anything like in fashion school they only deal with wovens so i didn't know anything out of school i learned everything i know about spandex like on the job from working various commissions and now I'd consider myself a spandex expert because I love spandex and I love it so much more than woven fabrics now. It's so easy and it's like, oh, it's like you just make it smaller and it's like, oh, it'll stretch. It'll be fine. There's like it's not tailored or like uh, I mean, it's still tailored, but not to the extent that like a tailcoat would be. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah, so, definitely. Like spandex has like the stretch and the give and it's like, oh, I love spandex. Uh, you know, and also what's amazing is that now with uh, all these amazing uh, four-way stretch sort of mm-hmm. matte fabrics that have come out uh, thanks to like the dancing community mm-hmm. they're like that's the type of stuff that I use like I'm not a big fan of the glossy spandex no. we're, we're getting really into details right now but um, for Captain Marvel I, I use my um, the the matte spandex and mm-hmm. it like when you take pictures mm-hmm. it's not shiny it has like it has it keeps the color that it's supposed to be I've got a, I've got a fun secret for you that you might like um, one of my favorite fabrics to use for superhero costumes is actually football pant spandex so the stuff they use for athletic wow like football uniforms and so it's this really thick heavyweight uh it's not totally matte it's got a little bit of sheen to it but it's not like the shiny spandex Mm -hmm. and it's real thick so whenever it's like all said and done it's actually like a pretty badass suit that can take take a beating like if you're gonna wear it like a hundred times like the suit can last because i mean it's made for Football pants. These guys are getting tackled and thrown yeah. all over the field and grass stains and all this other stuff. And this fabric is, like, built to last through all of that stuff. So it's, like, one of my favorite. And it comes in all these bright colors for, like, the team colors yeah. and stuff. So I just – I get a lot of that. It's my favorite. Did you use that for Mockingbird? Um, I did, actually. Um, the white is that football pant material. But the uh, the black I used um, – I call it liquid metal spandex. It's like that foil coated mm-hmm. um, spandex that kind of looks like leather. Yeah. So I, I use that for um, for the black part and the silver part, but the white parts are the football pant material. Good to know. Well, so obviously we've been sort of talking about like the skill set that people get, but why don't we sort of break down, you know, what's your process to making a costume? So Mockingbird, uh, for those who haven't seen the cover, it's... Um, it's a full bodysuit. Mm-hmm. It's her new costume. So it's uh, it's kind of like a military-esque-ish suit, but in spandex with accessories. Of course. 
Um, Yeah, why don't you sort of break down like each step? Well, for a normal costume, like I would take, I would start with somebody's like full measurement charts and then, um, and then start there. I personally, uh, whenever you're doing pattern drafting, you always want to start with a pattern that you already have that you know works. So I have cat suits in various sizes with, um, Ones that have zippers in the front, zippers in the back, with princess seams, et cetera, et cetera. So I usually start with a pattern there that I know will fit. Uh, and I'll start by tracing that pattern and doing the fit uh, fixes first. I always want to make sure that, like, if I need to add length to the torso or um, or shorten it or anything, I want to do that before I start drawing, drawing all of my, like, style lines where they sit. And Mockingbird has very specific seam lines on the front of her suit, Um so I started with that blank slate that I knew this catsuit pattern fit me. And then I um, then I drew where I wanted all those seam lines to sit and traced out new pieces, added seam allowance, and then marked them all for where they go. Um, I also had to blend out uh, the shoulder seam because hers is like the um, base, the raglan. Like yeah, the weird, sleeve. the really complicated sleeve. Ah, oh, it's not that complicated. Uh. It's not hard. It's not, <laughs> it's not hard. You just, you just cut this, the shoulder part off and add it to the sleeve. Yeah, comes a thing. You just do that. You just do that. It's so easy. It's so good. Um, yeah, and then uh, I, I could have just bought shield emblem like patches, but I have an embroidery machine. I was like, oh, why don't we just go ahead and like process that file and do our own shield patches? That way, I can get the colors the way I want them. So we made patches for the the shield emblem on the sleeves, and then um, I ended up using buttons down the front for like the little black. Uh, rectangles down the front of the suit, uh, and I had a really hard time finding those. And I'm sure I could have found something else for it, but I like I like the shape that I found these <laughs> buttons in. They're pretty cool. But uh, for the the goggles, were going to be the hardest part for me because um, I don't do prop making most of the time. Uh, but luckily, from a project last year, I had a life cast of my head already. So uh, the the gals at Fonco Creative in my building that you saw at Van Iam Studios, um, Fonco's crew was able to help me vacuform my head, which is in the video as well. And we were able to make like a plastic mold of my face to cut this mask out of. And so I like ordered some like uh, yellow lensed uh, ski goggles and we made like the shape of the mask so it's perfect and it fits my face perfectly and then put the lenses in and all that so you see all that in that that process the yeah. process video that we made um so many gopro videos but uh <laughs> so many gopros but yeah I, it was my first time playing with i mean i've seen the vacuform in action but i've never actually gotten to operate it before so that was kind of fun um yeah, so it was kind of my first foray into plastics. And I was kind of running a little short on time before our shoot, um, so I asked my friend Grant Imahara in the office next door to laser cut me my buck, my belt buckle. <laughs> I was like, hey, Grant, if I give you a file, can you just cut out this M for me for my belt buckle? And he's like, yeah, all right. And it was like five minutes later, I've got a belt buckle. I didn't buckle. realize Grant worked there. Yeah, he does. Oh. So, yeah, well, he, he's next door to me, uh, and he's like, he's got a little robotics lab. Oh. And I was like, hey, can you cut this? Now I'm rethinking my tour now. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Oh, well, he keeps his lo- office locked up. Oh. If, he's, if he's not there, tours That makes sense. Secrets. Yeah. 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 He's always working on new projects and stuff. So. Yeah. Well, the whole studio is kind of like NDA disclosure stuff, but Grant's office, if he's not there, nobody goes in there. Well, I think that's so amazing because it's, you know, I feel I always talk about the community within the cosplay world how it's so important because you know we couldn't have 
become the insanity of what cosplay is known today without the community at its core. We all help each other out. You know, if you are ever interested in, in wanting to learn how to sew or make a specific prop, go online. There's tons of forums and feet and like email chains. You can usually like most cosplayers will post like how to's on certain things. I've, I've learned how to do basic wordless stuff. Thanks to, uh, uh, cosplay. Yeah. I bought her PDFs. Yeah. I mean, Satlana's stuff is out of this world. Yeah. But she's, you know, she's like here. I know I have this skill. Let me show it. Let me show you how I do it. I mean, obviously you're not going to be able to figure out how to do it until you hands on do it. But that's at the end of the day, like your, your sort of studio is so amazing that there are all these different people that you can be like, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Help me. Well, like that's kind of the, the basis of the studio when Fawn Davis like helped put it together. He wanted to have such a variety of skills in the building that he can just walk over to my office and be like, hey, Lauren, can you fix this thing for our set piece? Like, and it's something fabric related and, and we, or like we're set dressing this thing and we need curtains that are a specific color for this thing. Like, can you whip up some curtains for us or like alterations and other stuff? And whenever they bring in projects and things that need full costumes, then he'll be like, hey, we need costumes for this thing and we'll we'll do it all in house. So while I run my own business out of my studio, the whole the whole studio building as a whole works together as a team to work on awesome projects all the time. That's so amazing. That's so great. Okay, so your cover is on sale uh, October 19th. It's Mockingbird number eight, the cosplay variant. Uh, make sure you guys go down to your local comic book shops and pre-order it. Make sure you guys are getting as many copies in as possible. Um, and we'll be posting some cool uh, extra shots that we took um, at the shoot. Plus, uh, make sure you guys you check out the uh, time-lapse video that we did that's on Marvel's YouTube. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Um, well, Castle Corsetry is all over social media at Castle Corsetry and CastleCorsetry.com. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Of course. Uh, we will check you guys later. This is Marvel, your universe. <laughs>